Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. I am, am so excited about this show because we get to talk about my favorite book for part of it. But before that, I want you guys to to, to meet my guest. She 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 doesn't fit the direct mold of a lot of my guests on the show, which is why I'm super excited because Ashley Smalley. You you are the you're the founder of Smalley Consulting. You are a wife of 15 years. You are a mom to two girls, sixth grade and fourth grade. And and we met because we were both speaking at the same conference. And you you kicked off the conference. And you know you, you go to conferences and and it really is like a grab bag of if any of the people that take the stage are even good at what they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are the days. The days you sit, and it's it's like, oh. So the this is over soon. (laughs) The bar, the bar is very low. I feel like at a lot of conferences, sadly, and and so because I speak a lot, and because I believe I'm really good at what I do, I sit in a lot of rooms, and I'm very judgmental of of who they put on their stage. And you took the stage for the first session that morning, and I was like. I'm laughing so much. Like I'm learning so much. I am genuinely entertained by this person. And it it was actually kind of making me nervous <laughs> because I, I didn't want to have to follow that up. And so you you're incredibly gifted communicator. And and I'm so excited to hear what what words come out of your mouth this on this episode. Do you have anything that you'd like to add to to that intro before we we jump in? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think, I think what I would add is, um, you know, you just said the kindest things about me. Uh, but I think that day, uh, at that, at that conference was transformational in terms of how I think about social media and video and marketing, uh, for my business, uh, but also the businesses that I'm coming into contact with coaching and consulting, I'm going, no, you need to be doing video. And it all goes back to that day in August where we're in the same place. So thanks for doing what you do too. Of course. And we are, we're making the world, hopefully a better place, you know, one, That's one opportunity at a time. And I, I'm excited because you, you post, gosh, well, I, in, in full transparency, I, I canceled this twice and it, I, you know, I have to take full responsibility. It wasn't, you know, but I canceled our, our recording twice, uh, not because of you. Um, but the reason we originally were going to record is because you post about reading still like an artist, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And, and so of many things we're going to jump into, I'd love to just start there and, and what, 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 what would you say was your biggest takeaway 
from from reading that book? I think just the idea that uh, none of us really have it all figured out. It's like we we think we're waiting until we've arrived to feel like we're an expert in something to kind of jump out there. But the the takeaway from the book is like there's nothing really new. Um, and, and we're a compilation of all the things that we really love and have, have had contact with over time. And it's okay, uh, that you're, that you don't feel like an expert. He, he talks about, uh, yeah imposter syndrome. And I read the page about imposter syndrome. It was like, oh, that's me. And the very next page is like, Hey, we all feel that way. None of us feel like we right. made it. And I was like, okay, so there's freedom there. There's freedom and not feeling like I have to have arrived before I start trying to add value in the lives of the people around me. Yeah. So what, what does that look like? Cause I think it's easy to read books and, you know, highlight things and be like, Oh wow, that was incredible. Oh my gosh. But then tomorrow we wake up and my first thought isn't how am I going to apply that underlined sentence from that book in my life today? <laughs> right. Really? So you don't do I, that? maybe, maybe everyone else does. And I'm the one guy that doesn't do it that way. <laughs> so it, it's great to to say like, oh, you know, like we kind of found freedom and realizing there's nothing new and, and it kind of gives us permission to be ourselves and not be overly critical, but like you do, you consult for a living. And so what, what do practical measures look like to the person that is hypercritical of themselves that, that is always wanting to do something new and creative like, how would you kind of coach them in, in that moment? I think the first thing I would say is uh, people are not as concerned with you as you are. Come on. So, yeah. so you can just, you can just take a break. They're not thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. So you can take yeah. a breath there uh, and, and really just try it. You know, we live in a society that's changing all the time. So just because you tried this today and it didn't, it didn't go like you wanted it to. Okay, great. Try something different tomorrow. Just quit, quit putting so much pressure that it needs to be perfect before it's ready to go out. Um, I had a friend one time. I was, I was one of my first speaking engagements. So I was a nervous wreck, and uh, and she said, "Hey, listen, even if you fall up the stairs as you're walking up, like that is something that's relatable to people. It can yeah. be used um, even in what you're talking about. So quit freaking out." And so I think that would be where I would where I would coach people is quit worrying about perfection. Let's just meet people where they are. Let's be real because that makes it easier for other people to be real. You don't have to reach, you don't have to attain that level that you set for yourself in your mind. Just start. I love that. I, I was speaking a few months ago and I, I pretended to fall off the stage, but I acted in the moment like I was falling off the stage and, and I, and I broke character and I was like, guys, I, I was just doing that to like, make sure y'all are paying attention. And, and then like 20 minutes later, I did fall. No. And now I didn't like fall like too, you know, like onto my back, but like I caught myself on like a step below the stage. And, uh, and I was like, no guys, like that was, that was for real. That wasn't a, you know, you, you can't pull that joke twice. Yeah. And, and it's, and you, you could probably relate to this too, but like being a speaker, if you're not okay with just rolling with the punches and just knowing that like, I'm going to try something today and it might suck. And I'm going to try this joke at this event. And, and I might be like, that was hilarious. And I look out and the room is like, uh, yes. what was that? Yes. Like, so I think, I think the greatest thing that we can do is just try. 
Yeah, I think I think effort is huge. And and when I'm talking to people about communication, whether it's introverts uh, trying to communicate one on one or having to give a presentation, what I say is practice makes progress. Practice is going to pull the nerves off. You just got to get started. The the longer you sit there and look at how terrifying this is, the longer you're not going to get any better at it. You just got to start. And you're a great testament to this because I asked you before we hit record, you know, what's something that most people don't know about you? And you talked about that that you you play drums in the in the praise band at church, and that you you were you you say you were on the drum line in high school. Well, I was I was I was the drum major, so like I was the person standing up leading the band, but I played the flute. I did not play oh, the drums. So yeah, that makes this even more impressive. Well, I don't know about my, that. Well, in my mind, I thought, well, if you did the drum line, like that's not like a drum set, but mm-hmm. it is drumming. It's it's even more mind blowing to me that <laughs> you just were like, I think I could do that. Well, you know what the coolest part is is it had been a really long time since I had stepped out of my comfort zone to do something that I wasn't totally comfortable doing, and mm. we had a need at church, and I was like, I can't play the drums, but they, there's this little thing called a cajon, and you sit on it, and it makes a couple of drum sounds. I'm like, I yeah. can do that, and that's yeah. where I started. Wow. But even there there's this vulnerability in doing something that you're not comfortable doing or that you've not done before. Yeah. And so you, you kind of sit in that and it's uncomfortable. And I had two choices. I could run or I could try. And so I tried. And then our, our worship pastor, who is a drummer, he was like, just, just sit behind there, just sit behind it. And I'm like, okay, Alex, but <laughs> this is not going anywhere. And the next thing you know, here we are a year later and I'm, I'm not great but I'm moderately average and that that's getting the job done on Sunday. Mornings. You know, I'm learning, but yeah. it started with that, that if you can remember what it was like to be in middle school and just acutely aware, and I have a middle school daughter now, so I know I'm remembering yeah. just acutely aware of how uncomfortable trying anything new is mm. and what is everybody going to think and, and how are they going to respond and just like aware of everything. That's what it's like trying something new. That's what it was like trying uh, the drums, and I suspect for many who follow what you do, that's what it's like doing video for the first time. Yeah, is, is that like, oh, ever, what is everybody going to think? What's everybody going to say? Well, they're not going to think about it nearly as long or hard as you are. Just try, no doubt. just start. That I think that's the takeaway of this episode is if you haven't made yourself uncomfortable recently, go do something uncomfortable. Yeah, because what's really crazy is it's uncomfortable for a little while, but it becomes yeah. less and less uncomfortable. And then you realize, oh, I'm capable of doing things I didn't know I was capable of doing. And that's a really cool feeling because then then you start thinking about that in other areas of life. Well, maybe I could do more right. than I thought I could. So good. I, lo- I love that. What, was there was there another takeaway from from the book that that kind of stuck with you? You know, sometimes you read things and you go, oh, yeah, I've, I've already seen that play yeah. out in life. And so Austin talked about having a digital workstation and a, a traditional workstation where there's yeah. no screen and there's no, and, you know, he talked about sticky notes and drawings and all of that. Well, I'm not particularly artistic in that way, um, but I have found when I'm bogged down and I can't, I'm working on content for something and I just can't get through. If I'll go walk around the block and I'll get out in the sunshine and just kind of Mm. think about it while I'm moving, 
that things become far clearer. And so, so as I read that, I was like, oh, that's so true. And since then, I now have my digital desk and I now have my non-digital desk because really? I needed space to spread out and I had been kind of crammed in, in this one space. And so now I've got both. So are the, are both in the same room? Are they in yes. separate rooms? They are. So I just have a, I have a home office. So I've got, I had to sit to stand cause I'm an old lady with back problems. So I had to sit to stand <laughs> already and, uh, but it's small. And so then I got an L shape to go in the other corner. Um, and so I can, I can just roll from one to the other, but I've got both spaces. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. And it's so like, I, I, I don't think we, we realize that just getting into a different environment does so much for our creativity. Yeah. You know, just like I went, like I've been like working out was a big thing for me, like moving into the new year. And, and so I'd been in a gym every day this year so far. And so this morning I was like, I'm gonna go walk outside. And it's amazing. Like the, the places my mind wanders to while I'm walking that I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to write that down. Oh my gosh. I got to, I need to do a video about that. I need to, but if I were just, if I would have just showed up early, got into my office and started, you know, plowing away, I would have lost all of those creative juices. Well, and I don't know about you, but sometimes just being in my car, uh, you know, just being in a different, I'm not staring at a screen. And, you know, I, I was merging on a 35 the other day in Fort Worth and wondering why in the world my GPS was taking me on the, the toll road because there, the, there was no traffic on the highway, but I followed it like an idiot. Like I just blindly followed it. <laughs> and then right before my exit, there was a traffic jam. So now all of a sudden I've got this, you know, thinking from a church setting, I've got, I've got this idea of an analogy of, you know, like God leading you somewhere. Yes. You can't see the roadblock and, and do you follow? And yep. it's, I would have never had that sitting at my desk, you know, so it's just so good. Being in different places gives you these yeah. different, these creative ideas. I love that. I did the same thing this morning. I took a picture of like the sidewalk, right. And talked about how, you know, for us as leaders, for us as parents, for us as business owners, we we have the ability to just see what's right in front of us. And so our brains are always working overtime just to decide, like, what am I going to do in the next five minutes? Yeah. What am I going to do in the next three hours? And then I pulled up Google Earth and I screenshotted Google Earth, right? So you can see my dot, but you could see clear to 35. And, and I talked about like, this is the perspective that a good coach, a good consultant has because they're not bogged down with avoiding the trash cans that are on the sidewalk that you're trying to walk past. They can see the big picture. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I love, I love that analogy because I think for, for too many people, they never get outside of the decisions they need to make today. Sure. And they and wonder so why they're the never where they want to be. The trees. Yes. Yeah. So I think good. You're exactly right. We can't, we get so bogged down in the day to day. And so we, sometimes you need that outside perspective. So I love, I saw yeah. that you're, you're kicking off your, your coaching thing like that. Yeah. You need, you need somebody who can see a little further than you can, or who can see it from a different angle than you can to be able to speak into that. Uh, right. And that's, that's, that's what consulting is for me when I go and speak or when I go work with a team, it's, it's, I'm not, 
I'm not a genius. I'm not I'm not teaching rocket science. I'm saying right. things that people know, but from a different perspective or reminding them of things they need to hear because we get bogged down in the day to day. I do. Yeah. 100% speak that into me. So yep. it's so uh, it's huge. I, and when we met, you know, we well, Joe, who, who you met as well, right? Joe, Joe Peterson was there. He's my mentor. So he was there in support of me. He was there in support of Matt Morris, who was putting on the event. And, you know, he pulls us out into the hallway and, and I think he was like, Ashley, have you, have you ever done a video? And, and you're kind of like, oh, this is weird. Like, I don't even know these people. Like, why? And uh, and so, like, we did a video right there in that hallway. And and then I look up. And gosh, I think because we added each other on social media that day. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the next day. And you were already doing a video. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, what is it? That in less than 24 hours, you were you were able to take action on something that was uncomfortable and difficult when so many of the people that I work with that listen to this podcast, they followed me for five years and still have not found the courage to do what you did in less than three minutes of interaction with me. So here's what I would say. I would say I know myself well enough to know that if I don't do it right now on something like that, if I don't do it right now, I'll get in my head about it and I won't do it. Mm, Or I'll put it, or I'll put it, I'll put it on the list to get to, but it'll never make the priorities because the, the tyranny of the urgent, I'll never get to it. Yeah. And so if I don't do it right now, if I don't make myself practice right now in a year, I'll be going, what did he say? Mm. I I remember loving it, but I, I, I can't remember. And so I can't do it. So it had so to be right now. So I want to get in your head for a minute. And I know it could it could get scary, but you know, Terrifying. this is pre-recorded. So if it gets real weird, you know, we can delete and you know move over to, right. to something else. Um talk us through your mindset. You know, you you speak at this event, you're 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 paraded on a stage, right? As as the expert of something, right? So you're at this event. People are coming up to you. That was amazing. You're incredible. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Like that's what happens to speakers that are good. And, and then in, in a random weird moment where, you know, you're pulled out in the hallway, we have this interaction about video. You hear me talk a little bit later in the day, and then you go home and take action and, and then you keep going. Right. So it's not that you just did it one time to try it. I see you all the time now online. Walk me through the mindset of how do you go from this is super uncomfortable to habit? I think, okay, so I step out because I know if I'm not, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. But then what you said resonated just enough that I could look backwards and go, I think he's right. I think the people that I really connect with online are doing video. Okay. So now, so, okay. So I'll step out and then, and then looking forward, now I'm looking at those people in a whole different way going, okay. So I'm seeing them as individuals. I'm seeing what they're about. Mm. I'm learning that, 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 that's somebody that I could, that I could trust to, to do business with. I, I like what they're doing. I feel their vibe. And so that's the encouragement then to keep 
keep doing it, keep thinking about it. The other thing is, I, I don't know why, but what you said that day about video just embedded, it just like downloaded into my brain, thinking about the the idea of connecting with new potential clients through video. And I'll tell you, for me, that's way harder than just putting a video on social media. So really? That, yeah, because it's a one-on-one. So there, there is that. So you're talking about like texting a video? Yeah. So let's say like uh, I went to a networking not long after that. And I remembered what you said about like, what if you, what if you send it just a video, you know, trying to connect that way. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. That would totally stand out standing on the outside. I'm like, that's a great idea. Go to that networking and start thinking about actually doing it. And I record the video and then I'm like, oh, this is going to go bad. This is going to be so bad. And that, that was my biggest, but I made myself do it. I made myself send the video for everybody. I had business cards that day. And, and it was like a study, right? I may or may not ever run into these people again. So what the heck, let's try it. And some of them, one lady responded back in video, which I thought was really, really, really unpredicted and cool. And some of them thumbs up and some of them. Uh, some of them didn't respond at all, but you know what? Nobody came and burned a stake in my yard. You right, know, nobody, nobody right. threw things at me. And, and I was like, okay, well, that was doable. And so I think it's just doing, doing it some and realizing like nothing's really blowing up. If, if, even if I didn't think it went really well, like yesterday I did my first Facebook live video and I had a plan and I knew what I wanted it to look like. And then I ended yeah. up with a sick kid and it, I was determined that I was going to check it off my list yeah. even if it wasn't going to be how I wanted it to look. And okay, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Somebody yeah. shared it. Somebody thought enough of it to share I love it. it. So I think it's just doing it. I think it's just practice. You know, I used to do in, in our old house, I didn't have an office in the house. So it was just find any quiet corner that you. And, and so I used to do videos in our closet and, and I would say, I would say, if it looks like I'm in a closet, it's because I am, because our house is chaos, but I wanted to get this message out. And those looking back, those videos, I feel like are almost more impactful than when I'm in front of my backdrop that looks cool and has lighting and was very thought out because that's like, if I'm not careful, this background is unapproachable. It it shows people like, man, must be nice to have that nice of a bat. Like I can't compete at that level and I can't, but I go in a closet. Everybody's got one of those. Well, I'll tell you, as I have, as I have played with this video thing, when I'm here in front of my little spot, that says unity begins with you and all the things. And yeah, like, okay, people kind of look at that. If I'm walking through my house talking about how I inadvertently dipped my shirt into my teacup at that conference today, <laughs> people are like, oh, you know, and yeah. they'll, they'll stop and look at the ones that they can relate to. And so that's, I think that's a, a good takeaway for all of us is quit trying to be perfect. Quit yeah. trying to look polished. Just be real. Cause that's what people connect with. It, it's huge. That That's why I'm just a, a big fan of like, I, I joked earlier that if, you know, we went inside your head and you said something weird that we would delete it, but like we wouldn't delete it. Right. Cause right. I don't believe in that. You don't believe in that. It's, it's inauthentic. It, it paints this picture of like, wow, must be nice to be Ashley. She's just got this perfect life and perfect kids and perfect husband. And, um, you know, so like I want to see from you coming up, like I need to see a drum solo. Like, 
on Facebook Live. Like okay. that's what I like that. I want to see like the teaching moment of like, you know, sometimes we look up and we we realize like we just haven't tested ourselves. We haven't forced ourselves to be uncomfortable. And I want to bring you into the most discomfort I've felt over the last year. It's a good idea. And then you just scream, drop solo. <laughs> oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, it'd be incredible. Yeah. I hope that you like, uh, I hope you like uh, just quarter notes, like duh, 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 because that's the extent, that's the extent of a drum solo. Well, for this video, you're just going to have to just get after it. Just do it. Really hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fun idea. if you do it, you can, you can tag me in it. So that I know I see it and I'll share it and, you know, we'll make a big thing of it. Okay. Deal. So a couple other things I want to talk to you about as a, as a newer content creator, how now, cause you've, you talked about, you've got your analog desk and you've got your create, you know, your, your, your creative desk to, to serve those purposes. What does it look like now for you creating content, like coming up with topics? Do you, do you carve out an hour a month and come up with eight things you want to do videos about? Like, is it just awful on a whim in the moment? What What does that look like? So I'm pretty structured. And after I talked to you last, I really thought, I mean, I legit came home and wrote down on my to-do list, create a monthly plan. I think it was like for October, like create okay. a plan yeah. for what I'm going to post about. And guess what? I never could get to even creating the plan. So in 23, I've made a, a new thought and it is, I'm going to, I've gone through my first, first half year of the calendar and I've written down just which days I'm going to post, which days am I going to create a, okay. a, a Facebook live? And, and then as I'm getting up last week, I know I was going to do one this week. So last week I took a walk and just started thinking about like, Hey, what would I, yeah. what would I post about on Monday? Well, what would I want to hear on Monday morning? And so that's, that's my approach and I like seem, to, seem to go okay for me. I need to write yeah. it down. I need to have a deadline or it will not happen. I know that about me. Not everybody's that way, but I'm pretty type A and that needs sure. to happen. But uh, trying to think far enough ahead doesn't work. And so I think it's the, it's a blend kind of, a, as you say, you know, you just kind of think of it. You hop in, you hop in the closet and talk about it, you know, or yeah. you hop or you hop on in the car and, and do it right then. Uh, for me, it's it's a blend. I need to I need it written down to do it, but some some time to kind of be creative and think about where am I right now that yeah. I can really really speak to, not out of a like let me pull out of my archives and think through, but just a hey, this is what's up right now. I love that. Are you, you know, because as a consultant, you're you're still very similar to like the realtors and lenders that listen to the the podcast, like. They're consulting on real estate. They're consulting on on finances, right? So different consulting, but still consulting. So you're essentially like you're being asked questions for a living, right? Right. You come into a company, and 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 now they're peppering you with, well, what, what would we, what would you do about this, and how would you handle this, and what are you using all of those moments as content yet? Yes. I mean, that, that is, that is my content. Okay. Those things, those things that, that I feel confident when somebody asks me a question, I can answer it. There's yeah. the answer. The, those are the things that, that are kind of cataloged already for me. Right. Cause I've got yeah. in many yeah. ways, I've got those documented for a variety of things and I can go and pull from those and go, Oh yeah. If they've got that question, right. These people will have that question as well. Well, and the, and to me, the greatest power of that is yes, 
they're basically giving you your content. So it's very like mindless, but from a storytelling perspective, it also bodes well for me to be able to go. I was working with a client today and they asked me this. So it reinforces that I'm out working. You know, I love to do content when I'm on the road traveling because that shows that I, I'm I'm getting more big time in what I do for a living because I'm not just speaking at the chamber that's an you know eight minutes from my house. I'm speaking in LA. Right. So I don't want to look like a arrogant turd that's like, check me out, guys, LAX airport. Woo woo. Right. But when I can say in just a video, you know, guys, I was speaking at this event today and man, somebody said something that was really powerful. Well, I just got to subliminally remind you, dang, Kyle's speaking in LA. And then I, I add the value. You, I think you do that really well. I think you do a, a great job of, of um, letting people know what you're doing without saying, this is what I'm doing. Um, I think that, right. I think, I think somebody who wants to do that better uh, could watch what you do and, and pull from that. Cause there's, there's the things that you're teaching, right. In your videos, podcasts, you're, they're the things that you're teaching. But if you're me does something similar to what you do, I'm learning a whole different set of things beyond sure. what you're teaching. I'm, yeah. I'm watching you teach and learning from that. So I think that's a pretty cool like second layer for, for yeah. consultants or, or for people who speak or whatever. I think I'm actually too good at teaching like that. Because I still have people who are like, hey, do you still do that company that like edits videos? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like my main company. Mm-hmm. I should probably talk about it sometime. You should talk about that sometimes. Yeah. You know, so we're we're working. We're working on that. So I, cool. actually, what I want to know, because it, it would be dumb of me to not tap into what you actually do for a living, even though you're not a realtor, you're not a lender, because it all kind of bleeds into one another. And so what is the. You know, as you as you go around and consult, right? And and we were talking before we hit record, just so people kind of understand. I mean, you're consulting with companies that could have 500 employees. You you're working with schools, you're working with churches, big and small, right? And so you are in a lot of different environments with a lot of different cultures. What are you seeing? And let me try to ask this question the right way that doesn't sound confusing. What are you not being asked that they should be asking that you have to go and like pry for? Does that make sense? I think so. You're asking like off the beaten path. What are the things? Yeah, because there, be there's all the surface not? level stuff, right? That's like, well, I need help with this. And, and then you get in there and you start uncovering things and you're like, whoa, we got to deal with this before we can go talk about that fluff stuff. It's this, it's how do I, they want to know, how do we change behavior? Yeah. How, how do I, how do I, how do I get people to act the way I want them to act? Cause I, I consult in an HR environment. I'm all about teams and leadership and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And so they want to know, how do I get people to change their behavior? Really what we need to be asking is what, what are the stories that we're telling that are contributing to that behavior? How do we get a mindset shift? Mm. Not so that I can, I can make them act how I want them to act, but how do I, at a, at a culture level in my company, how do I get them to think differently so that they want to act differently? So good. Uh, 
And so I think it's, I think it's um, just paying attention to what's driving those behaviors that you want changed. That's the, that's the question. And I would say that often uh, we tend to think that starts at the top, you know, that that leadership sets culture. Yeah. And I think, I think that's exceedingly true. However, one of the things I love to talk about is as individuals, we have say over culture as well. We have say over uh, influence over how our team is interacting, how effective our team is at doing what we do by the way we interact with each other. It's so, so no matter that, that you mostly work with realtors and lenders, and I mostly work with not realtors and lenders because those are typically smaller teams. People are people. Yeah. The, the, the issues we have in the workplace are, are not typically work related. They're normally people related. And so it's critical, no matter the team, no matter the size, that each one of us as individuals is using our influence to unify that team. Uh, because so when a team when a team's unified, we not only do we like our job better, like our work better, like our people better, but we're also better at it because we're doing right. it together. It's so good, and you're you're putting the responsibility on yourself. It's right. so easy. It's so easy to point the finger and be like, yeah. well, management's not doing this or our owner's not doing this or our agent's not doing this. And and so this, it sucks and I can't do anything about it. Well, yes right. and no. You might not be able to change all of the things, but right. you can change how you react. You yeah. can change how you uh, how you share what you do or don't like with the people around you. Because every time you do that, you're making a decision about yeah. unity on your team. And if you... Everybody knows what it's like to work on a divided team. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. You you want to cut people's tires before you go home. It's it's awful. Yeah. But if you are the one who's being intentional to do things like be positive in situations or look for the good or or whatever, you're influencing that team in a positive direction. You have that influence. We all do, whether you're yeah. at the top or not. That's so good. Um I'm so excited to ask you this question because we work in such different circles. And and so you, like you read a lot because I see you posting about it. And, um, I think I've even bought a couple of books that I've seen you, you know, post about, um, I can't say I've read them yet, but I, they, I've bought them, you know, that's the first present. They're in the queue. Yeah. So that's the first, the first box to be checked. What, you can answer this either way. Your your favorite book ever, and you can't say the Bible, right? That's our cliche Christian answer. We're not so we're not going to be like that today. So you could you could say your favorite book ever, or like the most, or, or the book that's taught you the most profound thing recently. I cannot tell you my favorite book ever. I don't have okay. favorite anything. I like too many things, uh, okay. and I read I Fair read enough. too many different kinds of things. Um, my most favorite book from this past year is called love as a business strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, why I love it so much is when I, all this unity stuff we were just talking about, when I go and speak about that, uh, those are, those are some very definite things that I have lived out. I have seen played out and I have, have gone and that those are the things that I talk about when I speak when I read Love as a Business Strategy, I went, oh my gosh, this company got it. All of wow. the stuff that I said, they had had their own epiphany and they had shifted from a company who did not do it that way yeah. to a company who did do it that way. And it changed everything. And so for me, 
it was this, yes, all of these things that I know to be true, but I have not gotten to see play out like I want to in front of my own eyes. Now I have. Now I have seen it in their description because it's a very real portrayal of where they were and the changes they made mm-hmm. and where they are now. And it's awesome. So for me, any company who wants to shift their culture, that's a must read. I love it. I will be buying that book today. It's a good one. And Lana will be like, really? Another Amazon package? Yep. Uh, my kids, it's your fault. My kids come in and they rip them open. They're so excited. Amazon's here. And then they're like, oh, oh, that's a book for mom. Never mind. My daughter does the same thing. <laughs> I love it. So Ashley, if for, for people that listen to this, that they want to talk to you about consulting, they want to talk to you about speaking, um, because guys, I'm telling you right now, I have sat in front of thousands of communicators and you are, I would say your top 10 of, of any that I've ever heard just from the value you bring to the humor, the lightheartedness, because like you talk like HR stuff, that's not sexy, right? Like that's not enjoyable. People are like, yes, HR. Woo. (laughs) So you have to work even harder than me to be entertaining to be lighthearted and you're just, you're unbelievable at what you do. And so for anybody that wants to connect, how do they connect to you? Easiest way is to go to smallyconsulting.com and click on the the contact tab and it'll let you shoot me an email and I'll get right back to you within 24 hours. I love it. Yep. Awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough for sticking with me, continuing (laughs) to fight through me quitting on you because Mm -hmm. this, this was unbelievable and I can't wait to, to get the feedback from people that listen. So I appreciate you. Hey, thanks, Kyle. I appreciate it a lot too. It's been a, it's been an honor getting to know you. I hope that we get to work together again soon. That's right. We absolutely will. So guys, thank you for listening or watching wherever you're consuming this. Please consider if you're still here, go leave a review, go do it on Spotify or Apple or wherever you consume your podcast, because your words about my influence mean the world to me online and help other people find me and we'll be back next week with another cool person with an even cooler story see ya thanks for listening to the social media mindset podcast if you enjoyed this episode please go follow and reach out to my guest also please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.